For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, the Shekinah. This is part two of the series. From the book, The Plurality and the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One, by Rabbi Zavi Nasi, 1863, he explains, And likewise, our rabbis of blessed memory have said that the Shekinah of Yahweh went down with them to the sea. Hence it is said, the Malach, or angel, who is God, removed. Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. If this Malach is the Shekinah, once again, the Shekinah is called God, then it, the Shekinah is called Malak. In this Malak or the Shekinah is the prince of the world because the Malak or the Shekinah has the government of God that is placed in his hand. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 64, he refers to Isaiah in chapter 9 and verse 6. That, that is referring to a personal Messiah wherein it is written for a child is born unto us, a son is given unto us, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So here, there's an association made between the government being upon a personal Messiah, and the Zohar explains that the Shekinah, who is God, that the government will be upon his shoulders. So here, there's an association made between the government being upon a personal Messiah, and the Zohar explains that the Shekinah, who is God, who is the Malach of the Lord, that the government will be upon his shoulder. So we can make the association and connection that Yeshua is the Shekinah and he is Yahweh. And the Shekinah, who is Yahweh, is also the Messiah of Israel. From the Zohar, volume 3, page 307, Amsterdam Edition, Rabbi Zavi Nasi, in his book, Plurality and the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One, quotes from the Zohar, specifying the following. I found the following instruction respecting the words, kiss the sun. Rabbi Simeon ben Johai proves from Isaiah chapter 19, verse 1, that Yahweh, spoken of there as riding upon a swift cloud to execute judgment upon Egypt, is no other than the Son of God spoken of in Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, 
of which it is said, kiss the sun. So here, the Zohar makes the connection that the Son of God is Yahweh. And this is what Psalm chapter 2 verse 12 is speaking of. Continuing on here, these are his words of triumphing faith. You are the faithful shepherd. Who's called the faithful shepherd? The Shekinah. Concerning you, it is said, Psalm chapter 2 verse 12, kiss the sun. You, the Shekinah, of whom it is said, kiss the sun, who is the faithful shepherd, you are the mighty one of the earth, the Lord of Israel, the Lord of the serving angels, the son of the highest, the son of the holy one. Blessed be he, yes, the Shekinah. So the rabbis link the Shekinah with the son of the highest, with the faithful shepherd, who it is written in Psalm chapter 2 verse 12, kiss the sun. Well, in John chapter 10 verse 11 and verse 14, Yeshua said, he is the good shepherd, as it is written. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Verse 17. Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. So the Zohar associates the Shekinah with the good shepherd. Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd. And so therefore, for those who know what the ancient rabbis taught and what is mentioned in the Zohar, we can see the connection of Yeshua being the faithful shepherd and being the Shekinah and being the son of God. Now, referring to Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, as explained in the Zohar, volume 3, page 281, Amsterdam edition, God said, faithful shepherd, verily, you are my son. Yes, the Shekinah, you mighty and you angels, kiss the son. All of you arise and kiss him and receive him as your Lord and King. So the association we have here is the Shekinah is your faithful shepherd. The Shekinah is the Son of God. And the Shekinah, the Son of God, you are to receive Israel as your Lord and King. Well, Yeshua in the New Testament, the Ritar Shah is called the Son of God. He's called the Good Shepherd. And he is Lord and King. Therefore, we make the association that Yeshua is the Shekinah. Yeshua is stated as being King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation chapter 19 and looking at verses 13 and 14 it is written, and he, that is Yeshua, was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verses 15 and 16 and out of his mouth, that is the mouth of the Word of God, goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords so revelation 19 verse 16 refers to Yeshua as the king of kings and the lord of lords and the Zohar speaking of the Shekinah says receive the Shekinah as your lord and king the Midrash Rabbah to Exodus, Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 52, we have these words. What is the purpose of the tabernacle? To which Moses replied, in order that the Holy One, blessed be he, make his Shekinah to dwell there and teach the Torah to Israel. From the book, Plurality in the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One? by Rabbi Zavi Nasi, written in 1863, he states these words from the book of creation, page 15. We 
Jews believe that Moses was instructed in all the divine knowledge by no other than the keeper or the guardian of Israel. Psalm chapter 121 verse 4. The teacher of our master Moses was Metatron. And Metatron is Yahweh. Metatron is the Shekinah. And so the teacher of our master Moses is the glory of the Lord. The teacher of our master Moses is Yeshua the Messiah. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 22 it is written for Yahweh is our judge. Yahweh is our lawgiver. Yahweh is our king. He will save us. The one that saves us that is Yeshua. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 and you will call his name Yeshua for he will save his people from their sins. So the one that saves us is our king. Yeshua is the king of kings. Revelation 19 verse 16 and the one that saves us that our king is also our lawgiver and the one that's the lawgiver is also our judge. James chapter 4 verse 12 it is written there is one lawgiver who is able to save. The one that saves is also the lawgiver. Therefore Yeshua is the lawgiver and he was the one that taught Moses at Mount Sinai. Yeshua is referred to by the rabbis as Metatron who is the Shekinah. Here it is explained in the Zohar to Genesis that the Shekinah is also the deliverer of the world and the protector of mankind. While they were sitting, midnight arrived and Rabbi Judah said to Rabbi Jose, he then commenced the Malach, the messenger who delivered me from all evil. This is the same as the one mentioned in the verse, behold, I send a Malach, an angel before you. Exodus chapter 23 verse 20, who, as we have laid down, is the deliverer of the world, the protector of mankind. In Romans chapter 11 and verse 26, we see that Yeshua is the deliverer. It is written, so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. Now this is quoting Isaiah 59 verse 20. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. The deliverer is the Messiah who is the Shekinah, who is Metatron. Let's summarize what we've covered so far in this teaching. Number one, the Shekinah is Yahweh and Elohim. Number two, the Shekinah is a consuming fire. Number three, the Shekinah is the glory of God. Number four, the Shekinah is the Malach, the messenger of the Lord. Number five, the Shekinah is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Number six, the Shekinah belongs to the court of justice. Number seven, the Shekinah is the messenger between heaven and earth. Number eight, the government is placed in the hands of the Shekinah. Number nine, the Shekinah is the son of God. Number 10, the Shekinah is the faithful shepherd. Number 11, the Shekinah is the deliverer of Israel. Number 12, the Shekinah is Israel's king. 13, Metatron is the Shekinah. Number 14, Metatron or the Shekinah taught the Torah to Moses. And from all these associations, we should be able to easily recognize and see that that which is being described by the rabbis, we can link and associate with Yeshua. Therefore, Yeshua is the Shekinah. So this is the first of four sections that we are going to be teaching you in this session. And so in this next session, we're going to be sharing with you then principles of the Shekinah. Because in the first section, we wanted to establish for you that Yeshua is Yahweh. Yeshua is the Shekinah. So what are some principles that are associated with the Shekinah. In the 
Talmud in Sanhedrin 22a, the following is taught, that when you pray, you're to pray as if the Shekinah is with you. Rabbi Hana, son of Bizna, who said in the name of Rabbi Simeon the pious, he who prays should regard himself as if the Shekinah, now the Shekinah is the dwelling presence, were before him. As it is written, I have set God always before me. Psalm chapter 16 in verse 8. Once again, the Talmud is making association and stating that the Shekinah is God. From the Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 804, it is taught that the Shekinah accompanies the righteous. Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught wherever the righteous go, the Shekinah accompanies them. Given that the Shekinah is with the righteous, Yeshua stated in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 20, that he is with those who believe on him and love him and keep his commandments. He's with his people always. Therefore, Yeshua is making a link and associating himself with the Shekinah. And Yeshua came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He goes on to say, Go into all the world and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. Amen. It is taught in the Talmud in Soda 3b that the Shekinah originally dwelt with each individual. However, when Israel sinned or committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah departed. Therefore, we understand this principle that the Shekinah, that is the dwelling presence of the God of Israel, will not dwell with sin, will not dwell and abide with mixed worship. That is what the golden calf represented. Rabbi Hizna said, at first, before Israel sinned, that is, committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah abode with each individual, as it is said, for Yahweh your Elohim walks in the midst of your camp. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 14. When they sinned, that is, committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah departed from them. As it is said, that he see no unclean thing in you and turn away from you. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 14. It is taught, Midrash Rabbah Leviticus 1.14, that the Shekinah manifests to chosen individuals. In this world, the Shekinah manifests itself only to chosen individuals. However, in the time to come, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Once again, we see the association. The Shekinah is called the glory of the Lord. But his glory will be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5. Now, understanding so far what the Shekinah is and its associations and that the Shekinah appears to chosen individuals, we can now look at Acts chapter 9 verses 3 and 4 as it is written. And as he, that is Paul, journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. So what would that light be? That light would be the Shekinah. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice. That's the voice that comes from the Shekinah saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, who was speaking to Paul? It was Yeshua. And how did he appear to him? In the form of a light. And he spoke out of that light. That light is the Shekinah. Yeshua is the Shekinah. The Shekinah appears to chosen individuals. Continuing on, Acts chapter 9, in Yeshua appearing and speaking to Paul, it is written, Acts chapter 9, verses 5 and 6, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Yeshua. 
Yeshua, whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the prick. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it will be told you what you must do. It is taught, Midrash Rabbah Leviticus 11, 7, that the Shekinah, or the dwelling presence of God, dwells or abides with those who study the Torah, or you might say, seek to keep the commandment of the Torah. If there be no Torah scholars, there be no Torah study. If there be no Torah study, there will be neither synagogues nor houses of study. If there are no synagogues and houses of study, the Holy One, blessed be He, will not permit His Shekinah to abide in this world. The principle is the Shekinah abides upon and with those who study Torah, those who seek to follow the Torah. Now, it is taught in the Sanchino, Zohar, Deuteronomy, section 3, page 261b, that where any two or three are gathered together to study the Torah, the Shekinah is with them. Rabbi Judah said, higher even than the prayer is the converse of two or three companions on matters of the Torah, for they shall come to no harm since the Shekinah accompanies them. From the Torah Anthology to the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 537, the sages of the rabbis have expounded that if two are seated sharing words of the Torah, the divine presence or the Shekinah is with them. Well, given that the divine presence dwells or abides with those who study the Torah or seeks to follow the Torah, hear these words of Yeshua in John chapter 14, verse 21 and verse 23. He that has my commandments and keeps them, that means follows Torah, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved in my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Yeshua answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We will abide. We will shakhan. And so Yeshua affirms this principle. In the Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 13, the rabbis teach that when the Torah is taught publicly, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, rests upon him. Whoever teaches the Torah publicly merit that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, should rest on him. From the Talmud, Sanhedrin 7a, it is taught, a judge who judges truthfully causes the Shekinah to dwell. Rabbi Naaman said, reporting Rabbi Jonathan, a judge who delivers a judgment in perfect truth causes the Shekinah to dwell in Israel. For it is written, Psalm 82 verse 1, God stands in the congregation of God. In the midst of the judges, he judges. And he who does not deliver judgment in perfect truth causes the Shekinah to depart from the midst of Israel. For it is written, because of the oppression of the poor, because of the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, says the Lord. Psalm chapter 12 and verse 5. So we have this principle that the Shekinah dwells whenever we study the Torah, whenever we teach the Torah, whenever we seek to follow the Torah, but the Shekinah won't dwell where there is sin and where there is perverted judgment. It is taught in the Talmud in Sanhedrin 42a that one who prays the benediction over the new moon welcomes the Shekinah. Rabbi Aha, son of Hanina, also said in the name of Rabbi Asi in Rabbi Johanan's name, whoever pronounces the benediction over the new moon in its due time welcomes, as it were, the presence of the Shekinah. For one passage state this month, Exodus chapter 12, verse 2, while elsewhere it is said, this 
is my God and I will glorify him. Exodus chapter 15 in verse 2. It is explained in the Talmud and Soda 14a that the way in which you walk after Yahweh your Elohim is to walk after his Shekinah. But how do you walk after the Shekinah? You do what the Shekinah does. Here it says, Rabbi Hama, son of Rabbi Hanina, further said, what means the text? You shall walk after Yahweh your Elohim. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4. Is it then possible for a human being to walk after the Shekinah? Once again, the Shekinah is associated with Yahweh your Elohim. For has it not been said that Yahweh your Elohim or the Shekinah is a devouring fire? Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 24. The meaning is this, that we are to walk after the attributes of the Holy One. As he clothes the naked, it is written from Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife coats of skin and clothed them. So do you clothe the naked. The Holy One blessed be he, he visits the sick. Genesis chapter 18 verse 1, and the Lord appeared unto him by the oaks of Mamre. So do you also visit the sick. Well, visiting the sick is one of the things along with clothing the naked that Yeshua said followers of him should do. Therefore, Yeshua is linking himself with the Shekinah. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, verse 36, and verse 40. Then shall the king say, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Why? Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And the king will answer and say, inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And so by doing these things, you are walking after the attributes and the character of Yahweh, your Elohim, the Shekinah, who is Yeshua. It is taught in the Zohar, Numbers, section 3, page 187a, that a man should have his head covered because the Shekinah rests on his head. And head covering is a sign that you are stating that you are under authority, that you are submitted to one that is higher than you. That would be the God of Israel. It says from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 14, the wise man's eyes are in his head. Where, it may be asked, should they be if not in his head? What it means, however, is this. We have learned that a man should not go four cubits with his head uncovered. The reason being that the Shekinah rests on the head. Conversion is said to bringing one under the wings of the Shekinah. Midrash Rabbah, Song of Songs, 122. It is said, in the souls which they made in Haran, Rabbi Hunia said, Abraham used to convert the men and Sarah the women. Then why is it stated which they made in Haran? It teaches that Abraham, our father, used to bring them into his house and give them food and drink and be friendly to them and attract them and convert them and bring them under the wings of the Shekinah. The Shekinah's attributes are associated with feminine attributes. The Shekinah represents those attributes of the compassionate one that are in human terms seen as being feminine. Thus we speak of the motherly closeness of the compassionate one who seeks to nurture and protect us. We are speaking of the Shekinah. One of the metaphors which our tradition uses to describe this closeness is that of a mother bird who takes her young under her wing. When we come close to the compassionate one, we have said to be coming under the wings of the Shekinah. This is going to finish section two of this teaching on Yeshua, the Shekinah. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, Yeshua, 
the Shekinah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.